Hello and welcome to the Letters to My Daughters devotional podcast. I'm Reverend Camille Henderson Edwards, Director of Economic Health and Gender Justice here at the General Board of Church and Society of the United Methodist Church. And this is your weekly guide to developing a spiritual practice at the intersection of faith and advocacy. Let's get started. And so here we are, module five, uh, where we have entitled this last module, I Leave You Stories Untold. Uh, And so as I shared in last week's episode uh, that I entitled uh, this, I Leave You Stories Untold, because um, I have observed over the course of this program that it is really the storytelling stories uh, that has come to the forefront and just been highlighted for me. You know, you know all along that stories hold power, um, but I really uh, begin to realize, and it came up multiple times, uh, that part of our advocacy and part of our work is being able to curate spaces for women, girls, and femmes to te- tell of their experiences and to share their stories. Um, and in doing so, we are. Uh, hopefully doing a number of things, right? Storytelling can be healing. Um, Storytelling can be revealing um, for the person who is telling the story and also for the person who is listening to the story. Um, But it is just a major takeaway that I am taking with me and hopefully that you all are taking with you uh, that part of our work beyond this program is to certainly continue to create uh, spaces for women, girls, and femmes to tell their stories. And so, We are continuing in the conversation uh, that we started last week, wherein I am joined with my colleague, Amy Hong, where we are hearing of her story uh, and sharing our reflections. We are also in this season of Advent, and so we are framing our conversation around our uh, reflections of Advent as well. And so without further ado, won't you check out this continued conversation that I am having with Amy. The first question that I have for you is, what is your hope for faith communities in further addressing this issue of, I'll say, of maternal health at large? And as we know that this disproportionately affects Black uh, people uh, for Black maternal health specifically, what is your hope for the church? Yeah, well, my hope for the church, um, especially during the season of Advent and the way that we're able to kind of focus on the story of love, right? Um, So, you know, I know people that are listening don't know, but I'm Korean American. I am Mm -hmm. not Black, but Mm -hmm. Black maternal health is important to me. You know, Mm -hmm. Black maternal health is important to me as, as, you know, a healthy, strong maternal health is to my own daughter, you know, when she's older, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and as I would advocate for her, my own daughter, I would be advocating for Black maternal health. And that comes from the fact that, you know, we are valuing the dignity and value of everyone. You know, you know we talk about during Christmas, like, of oh, this Jesus child, right? Well, you know, we also talk about the Imago Day, that there's the image of God in, in all of us, right? If we are to truly value this Jesus child, this Christ child uh, during Christmas and Advent, then we should also be protecting, valuing, right? Um, 
the image of God in each and every one of us. And so in that way, you know, I hope that, you know, communities of color, that as we are celebrating this Christ child, that we are also able to truly see, you know, the image of God in, in everyone, you know, and as, you know, a woman of color, like I know that we're, we have to do this together, you know, and that solidarity is what will keep us strong um, and what will make things change and will provide a healthier future, right, for everyone. And mm -hmm. so in that sense, I hope that, you know, that faith communities during Advent, yes, Jesus, love Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Love them. But also recall to, right? Like, yeah. be the image of God in all of us. And in that, you know, we're supposed to keep sacred all lives, right? All of us. So, yeah, I hope that that's what people remember. Yeah. And I feel like you're, right, because we know, we know the adage that, like, God is love, right? And so I feel like you've begun to also speak this as well. But I want to ask, as this will be the fourth Sunday in Advent, focusing on love. Uh, what does expressing love look like in the context of, what does expressing love look like in the context of advocacy period, right? Because that's so much of what we do at Church and Society. And so, right, like mm -hmm. how does love show up in advocating in the public square? I think, you know, I mean, for those of us at Church and Society, we're always like, contact your member. <laughs> right. If you would submit this action alert, <laughs> please and thank you. And we're very grateful for all of those who contact. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so I think, you know, simply put, know what's out there, what's going to make the greatest impact. Um, see what, like, what pieces of legislation is out there, you know. Everybody read the emails and action alerts that Camille sends. Like there are things that we can do that are specific, like a simple thing, like a sign on letter, a, a take action. Like it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. It can yeah. make people change. Um, I think getting those around you to do the same. So you're just not doing it by yourself, but like getting others around you to actually have these conversations where like, hey, yeah, so, you know, um, we just had Christmas um, and we we're celebrating Jesus. How about, you know, we celebrate everyone throughout the year and will you sign on to this so that we value the dignity of everyone? Yeah. Um, you know, especially those that are hurting and those that are oppressed. I mean, I think those are concrete ways that we can actually make a lot of change. Um, and yeah. I would say that would be the easiest thing to do. Yeah. 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 And I'm reminded of, I don't know if I'm, if I am placing this correctly, but I'm also thinking of this notion of love being an action, mm -hmm. right? Of like, someone can tell me that they love me, right? Yeah. <laughs> love it. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, but, but how do you show that? you love me. And for some reason, the James Bald, is it James Bald? And I believe it's James uh, Baldwin, the, the quote coming up about 
you know, I, I, I can't believe anything that you say because I see what you do, right? Mm. And so this notion of ensuring that what it is that I say is aligned with the things that I do. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, can I love my neighbor if I say that I love them to the extent, you know, to care enough that they are fed, but do not participate or interrogate in the systems that are causing them to be food insecure. Yeah. Right? Like, can I say that I love my neighbor and I want to see them flourish but do not actively participate in ensuring that everyone has access to adequate, equitable, affordable, and comprehensive health care. Mm-hmm. And so, it's yeah, like, like just lip service, right? Yeah. We're not just, you know, Sunday Christians where we go to church and we're like, yes, Jesus. And then Monday through Saturday, we're just like, eh? Yeah. Right. It's it's living it out, acting out our, you know, our our what we believe. Yeah. Calling right throughout the week. It's yeah. 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 And I do. I think that it is I I I I believe because I know that we come from this tradition of like making do with what we have, of mm-hmm. making sure that I will take you know, my neighbor may not have the ingredients, right, to make this fried chicken and collard greens, okay? But I'm going to take some pieces of the chicken that I have, I'm going to fry it up, and I'm going to make sure that they have it. And so I, I think that as we continue to do that, right, the expression of love is also in asking those questions. And, and to go further out into the public square, it in terms of like asking the questions that tap on sort of like these systemic structures that we have. Um, And I think a lot of that we do in the advocacy uh, work, um, in the educating work, uh, in the organizing work that we do. Um, And so, yeah, this is the last podcast ever of uh the first iteration of letters to my daughters and we are ending it with you um i'm so grateful (laughs) i'm so grateful thanks for inviting me glad to be here and i am you yes reverend Mm -hmm. trustee um okay noted duly noted Again, I am grateful for the uh, witness, the storytelling, the reflection of Amy. Uh, Before you go, let us light our second virtual candle within our Advent wreath. Uh, Would you hear uh, these words of candle lighting liturgy as written by the discipleship ministries of the United Methodist Church? In days when God's people longed for peace, Isaiah declared, 
Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. We who gather today also seek comfort and peace, yet we are unsatisfied with ideas of peace that tell us to keep quiet and go with the flow. We long for real peace, for true peace, for just peace. We wait as people who yearn for peace that bears the fruit of community, equity, and flourishing for all. And we light these virtual candles as signs of God's shocking hope and just peace. May they be beacons calling us to repent and to live the good news of Jesus Christ as we wait and watch and labor for the day when we all can gather together to worship and glorify God. Amen. You all, thanks so much for taking the time out for this weekly devotion of Letters to My Daughters. As always, please feel free to reach out to me with any uh, questions or reflections of the study that you may have. I can be reached via email at chedwards, that's C-H-E-D-W-A-R-D-S, at umcjustice.org. Until next time, go in grace, go in peace.